Hey family, I'm Joanna and I'm Shannon and, and we're, we're just ordinary Catholics. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, come. come. Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, come. Come Holy Spirit, come. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the peace that you bring to our hearts. We thank you for your gift of creation and all of the awe-inspiring wonders of nature that you have made. We ask that you place on our hearts where you want us to go and give us the courage to follow you wherever that might be. We love you so much. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, I kind of floundered at that last little bit No, there. it's nice to leave it open sometimes. <laughs> you got to make space for God to talk to you while you talk to him. Okay. I found it acceptable. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for covering for me there. <laughs> Isn't that what you were trying to do? I, uh, yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Well, today we have a very special guest. Uh, she is a youth minister in Orlando, and she's coming all the way at you from our own studio, uh, Joanna. <laughs> I am interviewing Hi, you today. Hi, everyone. Where's the... Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I was looking for the audience clapping one, but I couldn't find it. The laugh worked, I guess. Oh, my gosh. Sure, we'll do the laugh one. <laughs> okay. So, as I said, I'm, I'm actually interviewing you today. This I is going to go a little bit differently I guess this is so strange because normally we're interviewing other people and today it's I have a um, blank piece of paper in front of me with all the interview <laughs> questions I have prepared <laughs> so oh dear but the purpose of this is you are taking your teens this year on mm -hmm. a trip out west yes so we're we're going to Colorado this year Colorado on a mission trip no. So, I, well, I would define a mission trip as somewhere, uh, a trip where you actually go and you are like working in a community. Service, and, right. Yeah, sure. you're doing service work. And we're not, this is not that kind of trip. This is more of a spiritual growth trip. This trip is really more focused on four different things, and that is wonder, community, leadership, and faith. So it really seeks to build on those things. So it's less about the service and more about building on those kind of four pillars. That's really neat. So the program is called CORE Expeditions, and that's C-O-R. Is that correct? Yeah, and it stands for Catholic Outdoor Renewal. So it's really, it's a, it's a, a company, I guess, a nonprofit company that, that's based out of Wyoming Catholic College out in Wyoming. Okay. And yeah, go figure. <laughs> and I actually met them at a convention. It's like the National Conference for Youth Minister, Catholic Youth Ministers. I don't know. There's some NCY, whatever, NCCYM, NFCM, whatever. Some acronym like that. And they have a conference uh, every other year that they have and they put on. And a couple years ago, I went to the one in Tampa. And I'm just kind of rolling around the exhibition hall and they had a booth set up. And you know me, I'm yeah. like, ooh, mountains, what is oh, this, this thing? This is for me. <laughs> 
so I, anyway, I, I walked up to the booth and there was a, a very lovely woman there and I spoke with her for like 20, 30 minutes and I went back to my hotel room and I called my manager at the parish I was working at and I was like, hey, we need to go on this trip. That's cool. And that's actually why I'm interviewing you because this isn't a sales pitch, even though you're taking this right. year's teens there. I want to, I want to find out about your trip yes. that you've had. <laughs> so this, I guess that that's a good starting point is that you asked your boss if you could take the kids and- she was super supportive of it. She was really supportive of it. And, you know, I've done many, many trips before as a teen, as a young adult, as a core team member, as a youth minister. And this is the most unique trip I've ever taken teens on. And it is the best trip I've ever taken teens on. That's really cool. You know, I think sometimes parents want to send their kids on a camp because they think it will, and I'm using air quotes here, fix their kid, um, which is really not the purpose of camp at all. It's really more about the growth of the teen. And this trip, I've just seen it change the hearts and minds of the teens that attend. And that's really cool. So where did you go? So CORE works out of a couple different locations. The trip we took was to Buena Vista, Colorado. It's I've been there. Have you really? Yeah. I've My brother there. got married there. Wait, really? Yeah, on Mount Princeton. Oh, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah. So that's where we went. So we flew into Denver and they picked us up there and we drove a couple hours to Buena Vista. Buena Buena Vista. That I don't know. I know that it's not Buena Vista. Because that's in Florida. Yes, because we have like Buena Vista, whatever, is Disney. But it's pronounced different. It's pronounced like Buena or something. That I do not know. Anyways, that's that's kind of where our base was located. So we drove out there. We drove up into the mountains. And so this crazy thing happened with... So so the trip in general is it's a camping trip, is what it is. You're camping in the backcountry. So, I think that's the important part to stress is back country. Yeah. So it's not like camping at a, a campsite in a no. campground with a no public restroom. No. None of none. Okay, none I guess we'll above. get to that in a little while. <laughs> none but of the just above. to preface this whole story is this is this is rough, right? <laughs> yes. I don't think that I quite knew what I was getting myself into. And I'm I surprised myself by how well, I did because I went camping with my brothers when they were Boy Scouts when we were growing up and hated it. I was so scared. I like never slept because I was like, there's a bear, there's a raccoon, there's a snake, like whatever. I was just so terrified of what was on the other side of the tent and I couldn't sleep at night and I was so scared. And I remember going on the trip and getting there and thinking in my head, like, I'm terrified, but I can't show it because I don't want the These kids children. to know that I'm scared. <laughs> But I really surprised myself. Anyway, so it's it's a pretty backcountry experience. Do you, like, sure. carry all your supplies on your back, I guess, right? Yeah. Do you have a tent, or how does this so all work? So the cool thing about it is you really don't have to bring much. So we flew southwest, and we only took the free carry-on bag. And because we only had to pack, like, two or three days worth of clothes. How many days was the trip? Five, five and a half. Okay, that I know that not enough clothes. <laughs> well, and this is summertime. This is summertime. Is it cold? Yes. Okay. Well, k- 
Kind of. Is it cold if you're from Florida? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you really only have to pack a few sets of clothing, and that's because there's not showers. You don't get to shower when you're at camp. So you kind of wear the same clothes for, I think I wore all my sets of clothes like two days and then changed. So extravagant. (laughs) (laughs) And it was not as uncomfortable as I thought it would be. And again, I think that's because it was, it's different there than it is in Florida. Like Florida summers are humid, humid, they're muggy. You just feel nasty and dirty all the time. And I didn't always feel like nasty and dirty and grimy while we were out there because it's Colorado and it's really cool at night Mm -hmm. and I didn't sweat as much. It was a lot drier. Yeah. So we didn't, we didn't pack much. So I think I have like one backpack with a couple of bags of like Ziplocs of clothes, like sets of clothing. And I wore the same pair of pants the whole time though, but I changed like my shirt and my undergarment. (laughs) I actually (laughs) knew you were going to say that, and that's why I'm laughing. (laughs) Please say (laughs) undergarments. Yeah, but so we only had to bring a backpack, and CORE brought everything else. So they provided all of the tents. They provided the sleeping mats. Oh, that's nice. So you did have, like, gear. You just didn't have the gear. Yeah, I didn't have to purchase the gear, thank goodness, because camping gear is very expensive, especially the stuff for backpacking. And it's bulky. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a good segue into you weren't alone with these kids. You had like a guide, two yeah, guides. Yeah, we had two guides. They were phenomenal. They were fantastic. They were very professional. They were very experienced. And I trusted the lives of my teenagers with them because they just knew what they were doing. I mean, this is what they do for a living is they take groups out to the backcountry and camp like this. So they were really great about teaching the kids how to cook their own meals, how to use a camp stove, empowering the kids. They put them into cook groups and allowed them to cook their own meals. And then they taught them, here's how you clean your, how you clean your dishes when you're camping. And here's how you start a fire. And here's how you, I don't know, survive a lightning storm in the mountains. Did that happen to you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we were up pretty high in the mountains, and there was a couple days where it was storming. I mean, it was kind of like a Florida afternoon thunderstorm. Where were you guys? In your tent? No, we were just outside. How do you survive a lightning storm? So it's hard to describe, like, auditorily. Okay. Okay. But you um, are, there's two positions that you have to get into. Okay. And first of all, you you have to spread out. You don't want to be near anybody. Okay. Because if you're all like cuddled together, there's a higher likelihood that like if lightning strikes, it's going to get all. Yeah. Because, okay. So here's the funny thing. We got there and they were telling us the first night about like lightning safety. And we were like, Oh, we're from Florida. We get this all the time. And the guards are like, yeah, that's great. But there's no buildings you can run into. Like you're in the middle of nowhere and there's, we're in the mountains. So, so you're higher up, you're higher up. The trees are really tall and there's lightning splash. I think it's what it's called. And it's where like you know, when the lightning strikes, it doesn't just like strike that one point on the ground. Like there's a little like splash of electricity. Wow. So you have to prepare for that. So you have to sit, there's two positions and one of them is harder than the other. Okay. Why don't you get into the position and I'll see if I could describe it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Hang on. (laughs) All right. She's kind of like squatting a little bit, but her arms are out. Like she's carrying a lot of groceries into her house. (laughs) Okay, that's, yeah. <laughs> but so, you're not squatting all the way down like your legs were only like 
No. So you, than, you get up more than 90 degrees. Right. You I get guess. up on the balls of your feet. Okay. And then you put your heels together so they're touching. Oh, I didn't. Okay. See I'll have to look at your feet. And next then time. you squat down and then you do, you hold your arms out away from your body. And this is to. How long do you have to stand like that? If anybody needs safe. a good workout, that looked pretty hard. It is very hard. <laughs> so uh, the point of it is so that you have uh, a simple closed circuit. Okay. So if electricity, if the lightning strikes, it goes up one foot through the heel of one foot into the heel of the other foot and down. But if you close your, if you put your hands together, now your whole body is a closed loop. So you're. That makes sense. Electricity will go through all of you and through your heart and kill you. Do the other one. The other one, you get to sit down on your butt. So you just sit on your butt. Yeah. You still have to touch your heels together and keep your hands far apart. But instead of like squatting down, you can sit down and you just keep your feet in front of you with your heels touching on the ground. And yeah. All right. Well, if any of you uh, local listeners <laughs> get caught in a lightning storm this summer, That's how you, you know what to do. <laughs> I don't know how we got on that, but that was like one there of There was a lightning storm. How to survive a lightning storm. Oh, yeah. There was, yeah, that happened a couple of times. And, we, you know, we're just outside. And then you're soaked? I mean. And you only have two pairs of clothes? I don't remember getting that soaked. So we all did have to bring rain jackets. Okay. Like waterproof rain jackets. Okay. And they put up a little tarp that we, we sat under for, like, when we were celebrating mass, we sat under there. And when we were doing, um, like at night, we would sit under there sometimes, and if it was just raining, it was just like kind of a shelter, but it was really just like a tarp that the guys- Did you guys uh, sing campfire songs? We had a very musical group, and they were phenomenal, and so we sang a lot of musicals out there. That's cool. It was really fun, especially in the car rides. We were, we were jam totally jamming, and the guides were jamming with us. It was hilarious. That's fun. That's my, really fun. My favorite, we put on like Mamma Mia and then one of the guides <laughs> was like, who you would have thought like would not know anything. Oh, he was loving it. He was singing along <laughs> every, he knew every line. It was great. That's fun. That's got to be such a fun job to just like find ways to connect with each group that comes through the yeah. program. Yeah. That's cool. So you cooked. What kind of food did you eat? So the first thing we actually had spaghetti. Alfredo. Oh, yum. It was really good. So we had pasta and Alfredo. A couple nights we had beans and rice. Uh, we had pizzas one night. We had really good food. Yum. Yeah. And it was really neat because when the first night we got there, the guides went over like, hey, here are your cook groups. And there were, I think, three cook groups. Two or three. No, maybe they're just two cook groups. How many kids did you have? Did I already ask you that? No. Um, I had eight kids. Oh, wow. kids. Eight kids, I think. So there were two cook groups, and the guides, they each gave each cook group a duffel bag and said, here is your food for the whole week, and here's what everything is. It's already been packaged and portioned out, and it's up to you what you want to make when. Oh, fun. So they really empowered the kids. Like, the first night, we all cooked the same meal, and the guides taught the kids how to, here's how you cook using a camp stove, and here's how you, you know, use the equipment that you have. And so we all made the same meal the first night. But then after that, it was the kids really got to decide what they wanted to make. So it was really neat to see the teens 
discussing, hey, what does everybody want for dinner? Okay, um, well, I'll cook dinner if you guys will clean dinner, like clean up afterwards. And okay, we're going to use this item in our bag. And it was just really neat to see them get creative. And like when the night we made pizzas, I think was one of the last nights. So we were just using up all the food that we hadn't yet. And some of the kids were like, oh, we have some uh, sausage left. We should chop up the sausage that we made for breakfast and like put that on our pizzas. And it was just really neat. So we actually ate really good really well I would like to know if any of those kids if you went on this trip with Joanna and you listen uh write to us and let us know if you're still cooking yes I would like to know how empowered (laughs) (laughs) when they got home were you still cooking (laughs) so did you have a base camp or did you move around a lot we were mostly in one location where it was. I could not tell you. I have no idea where it was. But we were in one mo- location for m- most of the trip. There was one night that we were not, and that's because we tried to attempt a 14er, which is a mountain peak over 14,000 feet elevation. So we hiked to the top of the mountain, and we camped up at the top of the mountain, and then we hiked back down. So there was one night that we were not at the same location. That's cool. That was that was a challenging hike. I bet. Yeah, I thought I was in shape, and uh, that hike proved me very, very wrong. <laughs> I can't even imagine since, like, Florida's highest point is 100 feet up or something. Oh, my gosh. Well, we started at, like, I don't know, eleven or 12,000 feet. And then, you know, you're, we, we backpacked up. So we had all of the gear from our, from our like, a base camp or whatever, I guess, you know, they taught us how to pack a, a backpacking backpack. So we all packed our packs and we're all divvied up the cooking supplies and the sleeping supplies and all that stuff. And then, you know, you got to hiking and it took us all day. We didn't even make it to the top. But by the time we got to the top, we were all exhausted. So it didn't even matter. Like that wasn't the end goal anymore was to get to the top. No, it was so like, tired. I just, yeah. <laughs> and it like was did the best you can. Basically. Cool. And it was July and there was so much snow still we didn't make it to the top also because there was so much snow actually I kind of slid off of the face of the mountain oh my gosh (laughs) so there was a group of of guys on the trip that were like crushing it killing it super fit they were way ahead and then with one of the guides and then I think it was the girls and the priest and the second guide all were like kind of pulling up the rear we were real slow Anyway, so the guys that went ahead had found the spot where we were going to camp overnight. And the guide comes back to get our group. And he's like, hey, this is where we're going. And he hiked across this, like, uh, snow patch, I guess, s- snowpack. I don't know, whatever. It was this, It's called snowpacking. But it was just this, like, big field of snow, I guess. And he said, hey, you know, just follow my footsteps across the snow that I've packed down on this little snow field. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of it is where we're going to camp at night. And I'm thinking, okay, no problem. I can do that. Well, so keep in mind, I've got like a full backpack worth of gear. So I'm a lot heavier than I normally am. And I'm five, four and the guide is like six something. Oh, so history. Yes. That's how I feel whenever I walk with my husband. Yes. So I was like hopping from one footstep to the other and I slipped and like slid down. Oh my god. I think I have a picture of like my butt print that you can see me <laughs> sliding. And anyway, if you find it, will you post it? Yes. On Instagram? Yes, I will. Okay. <laughs> and I remember and I was like, ah, 
not like screaming, but I was also kind of laughing because I'm like, this is fun and also terrifying. Am I going to die? <laughs> but then, you know, the snow patch isn't, snow field, whatever, isn't forever. So I get to the end of the snow field. My feet hit the rocky ground and I tumble. I kept tumbling. Like, <laughs> like somersaulting down the mountain. <laughs> With your pack on? With my pack on. Oh my, did you turn into a giant sl- snowball like they do in the movies? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, I ended up stopping because I hit a rock, big like a big boulder. Oh, my god! And I remember, like... Lucky it was you and not one of the teams. Oh, my gosh. For real. For real. You would have had to like, write an accident report and everything. Oh, my gosh. Thank God it was me. Anyway, I remember opening my eyes. Maybe I didn't stop on a rock. I don't even remember. But I remember opening my eyes and, like, half lying, half crying and half laughing, like, in hysteria. Like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> Am I okay? I'm okay, right? <laughs> And one of my, one of the teen boys comes racing down for camp. Miss Joanna, Miss Joanna, are you okay? Are you okay? And the, the guide came, you know, racing through the snowfield. Are you okay? Are you okay? And I remember just, again, laughing and crying and be like, I think I'm okay. I think I'm not okay. I'm going to be okay. <laughs> That's so funny. And then I look up and there's the other chaperone who came with me and the priest. And they're like holding on to each other for dear life, trying to get across the snowfield. It was so funny. So funny. That does sound adventurous. It was. It was. And anyway, we made we made camp there and it was freezing on top of the mountain. Did you have to sleep there? Yeah. And we were like, we made a mistake. We should have stayed at the bottom. It was like 20 to 30 degrees <laughs> in July. No. But I mean, we all piled into one tent at the end of the night to like, because every night we like got together, we would have like a recap of the day and we all took turns sharing. We had like seven minutes or 10 minutes or something, and you, like, shared your whole life story in 10 minutes. So, like, recap everything about your life in 10 minutes, and then there was, like, a Q&A. So it was really relationship-building, too, because we really got to see into each other's lives. And it was really beautiful how vulnerable so many of the kids got. And anyway, we we piled into this one tent, so we were all, like, toasty warm. And then we all had to, like, leave and go to our own tents. And, of course, I'm in a tent by myself, and I'm like... (laughs) Yeah, that sounds... Very cold. <laughs> it was. But let me tell you, it was worth it because the next day we had breakfast and then we got to celebrate mass on the top of a mountain. Yeah, you told me about that. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. It was probably the most beautiful mass I've ever been to. I bet. Was it early? Like, was the sun coming up? The sun was coming up and, well, I guess it was already up at this point. But the priest that we went with wanted, asked if he could celebrate Mass ad orientum. Oh, right. Which means facing east. And that's the way that it was done in the Latin rite, when the priest would have his back to the, to the people. And that's because, and he, he, I didn't really understand it until he explained it. But what it basically is, is he, he said, you know, you're supposed to look east when you're celebrating mass and everybody else gets to look east but me and I want to be able to look towards the east as well Mm. and would that be okay with you guys and we were all like sure of course so we were all and and east happened to be like facing towards the mountain peak and so it was really 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 cool that's really neat. To be able to just like look at this mountain and celebrate mass. And then we had a period of Eucharistic adoration on top of the mountain. And then the priest was hearing confession. And 
So that was like more the retreat type part of the... Yes. And it was really, it was really, I'm so thankful that we were able to have a priest that came with us because we were able to celebrate the sacraments. And he was a local priest that you knew. Yeah. So I was at a, he wasn't even from the parish that I was working at. Uh, I just, I knew him from uh, my home parish and I went to a fish fry and saw him there and was like, oh, hey, it's great to see you again and, you know, catching up. And then I kind of jokingly was like, oh, I'm taking these kids to Colorado to go camping if you want to come. And he kind of looked at me and he was like, okay, like, let me know the dates. And I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) Anyway, we talked and he was making a cross country road trip. Anyway. Well, anyway, God's timing sometimes. Yeah. And he was like, that's great. No problem. Uh, why don't I will, I will make sure that I meet you in Denver. At what point did you know he was actually coming with you? <laughs> uh, I think that like a, a couple of months before. That's and really I was cool. still like, I can't believe this is happening. This is amazing. And he had like everything he needed in his car. That's amazing. It was the best. He would like open up the back of his car and he was like, anybody want some coffee? I have some coffee in here. It was just so Oh my gosh. It was so epic. It was so cool. And then I think the last night he even said, he was like, I think I'm going to sleep in my hammock tonight because he wanted to just sleep. Hashtag priests are people too. Yeah. (laughs) It was so cool. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah. So just to recap, you survived a lightning storm Mm -hmm. and you hiked up a mountain. I survived falling off the mountain. You almost fell off a mountain. Mm -hmm. You had mass confession adoration what else did you do because I know there's much more right because you were there for a couple days yeah the second day we were there we went rock climbing and rappelling and I had yeah I've been rock climbing like here in like a building right on a rock wall on a rock wall with harnesses that like I can see the contraption they're using and we like hiked to this I don't know, this rock face. And they were like, okay, this is where we take people hike or rock climbing when we are in Buena Vista. And one of the guides was explaining how to use the gear and the other guy disappeared with a bunch of ropes. And then all of a sudden, like the ropes fall from the sky as they were like looping them through everything up top. <clears throat> then they hiked back down and taught the kids how to use the belay system and how to use the harnesses and made sure that we were all being super safe about it. And then we got to climb the rock wall. And it was... That is a lesson in trust, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this was one of the moments where I (laughs) really surprised myself. Like I said, I've done rock walls before, but this is different. Like there is just only natural handholds for you to grab onto. And I got to one point on the rock face and I kind of got myself stuck because there was like a little divot and it looked like a little den. I mean, it wasn't a den, but I, it was like a little cutout. And I had like went in face first and then was like, I don't know how to get out of here because I can't see where I'm putting my feet and I don't know where to grab up above because I can't see anything. And so I like called down and I was like, okay, let me down. I don't know where I'm going. And the kids were like, no, you got it, Miss Joanna, you got it. And I like screamed. I was like, let me down. I was so scared. <laughs> that's so that's so funny because if it was the kid screaming you'd be like go ahead you got it you you got it I I believe in you (laughs) and those are the kinds of things they were saying to me and I was so like (laughs) did you make it I did I did I was like 
I, I heard them all being super encouraging and I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Lord, just, just give me something, please. And I scooted back and I did fall a little bit. I still have a scar on my leg. You can see. Cool. Yeah. It's my, my battle wounds. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, anyway, I made it to the top and came down and was like, I'm sorry for yelling. I'm sorry for yelling. I'm sorry for yelling. felt really bad that's so funny see the difference between you and me i would have just like died of embarrassment on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's sad but it was it was fun i did the kids did amazing a lot of the guys like scrambled up all of the routes that we had and the girls really enjoyed it and when they weren't climbing they were belaying each other and just being super encouraging of each other and then the second half of that day, we went rappelling, which is kind of the opposite. So we hiked up and then we like rappelled down and it was like living out my Indiana Jones best life. It was amazing. Did you have the movie soundtrack playing in your headphones? Da, 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 da. So is that a one and done though? Like once you're down? Kind of. Yeah. So we actually had two rappel walls that we did. So the first one was a shorter one and it was more like, okay, we're going to teach you how to rappel. We're going to do it on the short one. And it was like 20 feet, which is still pretty high. And, uh, we rappelled down, you like walk backwards off the mount or off the rock face and then you, you know, free fall kind of down. Well, actually the first one, I think you walked yourself down the whole time with your feet kind of tapping the wall. And uh, it was fun. It was really nice. And then they were like, okay, time to go to the big one. And some of the kids were like, yeah, big one. And other kids were like, nope, not for me. So they stayed down at the bottom. And this was totally for me. This is my favorite thing that we did the whole time. So we we hiked up quite a bit farther. And they told us, they said, you know, this one is significantly higher. And there's a free fall portion where you're not, where your feet are not touching the rock wall. You're just, you're just repelling in midair and we got to the top and it was so beautiful because again you're in the middle of the mountains you're in the middle of nowhere you're just looking out at these trees and there was like a little creek or river or whatever that you could hear and see from up there and I asked when we got to the top I said can we just have like a few minutes of silence just to kind of enjoy where we are so we just had like a meditative like 15 minutes up there we just laid down on the Mm, that's nice. on the rocks that sounds nice oh my gosh it was so peaceful it was so peaceful and then it was like okay get up we're gonna go do this insane thing now and it was amazing it was so much fun it was the most fun thing I did the whole time that was really cool it was so cool one of my favorite pictures is one of the kids took it of me when I got down to the bottom and I was just like yeah and they took the, yeah oh it was so fun that's cool yeah would you do it Repel? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Would you come on this camp with me? One day. <laughs> Do you feel pressured? No, I'm just <laughs> like, my, my summer is getting booked. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. But yes, I mean, it sounds fun. Except hey, for the cold part. Maybe when you're young, when you're my oldest. kids? Yeah, maybe when your oldest gets in high school. Yeah. I bet he'd love it. I know. I've thought about that, but I need his. he needs his time. Well, I'll take him then. <laughs> yeah. No, I would love to. That would be fun. Yeah, it was it was so fun. Anyway, and then the other another day we went uh, whitewater rafting through Browns Canyon. That's cool. You mentioned this in a, a couple weeks ago, didn't you? 
I think I did when the priest priest fell out of the raft and somehow this kid was like, oh, I gotcha. And I have hunted for that video and I can't find it. I'm so bummed. That's so funny. That's cool. (laughs) I'm like... I'm looking at my notebook, my blank notebook. <laughs> Sorry. I also feel like I'm just like, blah, 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 no, vomiting. no, no. So you've really summed up the adventure part of this. Yes. And what were the other pillars? So wonder, awe, I guess you, yeah, wonder and awe was one of them. So the leadership skills were the kinds of things like empowering them in their cook groups and for gathering firewood and running things at camp and teaching them how to set up camp and take down camp and all that community aspect was the sharing of each of our stories and being able to connect with one another and I love the sharing stories part and you talked about how vulnerable they are and it's it's almost like positive peer pressure like if somebody's able to to talk and tell then Mm -hmm. I'm able to talk and tell what a great skill to be able to tell your life story like that and relate to other people yeah yeah it was really neat. And it was just kind of, you could just tell that there was like this opening of the group. And because we understood what everybody had been through, it was easier for us to walk with everybody else. I'm sure no one, um, I'm sure it also helped to like know when to push and hold back on, yes. on the kids. Yes, for sure. For sure. So that was the community aspect. I talked about the leadership aspect. So the faith aspect was the ability to be able to celebrate the sacraments and have really good conversations about our own spirituality and the the struggles that we each individually faced and also the triumphs that we faced. So there was always like a debriefing at the end of the day and at the end of our activities. Like, what did we do today? How did it affect us? How does it relate to our spiritual life and our relationship with the Father? And the wonder was, I remember the first day that we, the day we were hiking the 14 year, we were starting our hike up the mountain and we had lunch in this field. And I mean, this is like something out of a movie, like we're in this mountain range. So we're in the Rockies and we're sitting in this little Glen, I guess. And there's like wildflowers. And I think a couple of deer even ran across Aww. it. And you just like the sun was beating down. There was like a light breeze and the weather was cool. And we we're all just kind of like laying down in the grass, like a bunch of hippies eating our gorp or whatever. I, you lost me at gorp. It's some big ball of nutritional goodness. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't eat it because I had coconuts in it. Oh, that's so funny. That doesn't sound appetizing. Hey, do you want to eat this ball of gorp? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what was most important was the like what we could pack and fit in our backpacks, okay? So, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it just, it, it was such a pure moment of God created this space. Whether it was for us in this moment and somebody else in the next, yeah, I mean, whatever. But for that moment, for us, God had created this incredible space, these, you know, mountains that you just, rocks and trees and leaves. And I mean, I felt like friggin' Pocahontas. That's really cool. <laughs> did you paint with the colors of the wind, Joanna? Oh, you know, in my imagination, I did. No, really, I just like struggled and sweat up the mountain. And the guides were like reciting poetry to get our minds off of how like much of a struggle it was that's so cute it was really sweet and they were like I don't know random poems or short stories that they just had memorized and they were just like 
telling them to us while we walked, you know, up. I think that might have been the hike down that they were reciting the poetry. But I was like, this is great because I can just focus on that instead of like how much my quads burn. Yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the most beautiful moments of the whole trip, and I share the story with the kids at youth group all the time, <clears throat> is... We were hiking up the mountain, and I think I said earlier, the guys were up ahead, and the girls were hanging back with the priest and one of the guides, and the priest was really struggling. And he's an old, he's an older dude, and he said, he was like, I, I don't think I can do this anymore, because it's hard. You know, the air is really thin. You're on a steep slope. You're carrying all this stuff, and you know, he started tearing up and saying, like, I think I'm realizing that, you know, I'm, I'm getting old, and I can't do the things that I want to do anymore, and we were all starting to tear up at this point and he was like you guys go up ahead and and I'll I'll meet you tomorrow we were all really devastated like no we can't no we we want you to to make it with us and the guide asked father to take his pack off so he did and the guide takes out like the the mass book can't remember what it's called now the lectionary maybe whatever he took out the the mass book he hands it to father and in my head I'm thinking oh he's gonna take out the heavy stuff and put the heavy stuff in his pack and then give the pack back to father but he gives father the book and straps father's pack to his pack and he says can you carry that (laughs) I think we all burst into tears like it was so like my jaw was on the floor it was like this is somebody being the hands and literally the hands and feet of Christ if I've ever seen it. Yeah. And just with no qualms about it, there was no hesitation. Just can you carry that book? I will carry your pack. I will carry your your burden. Yeah. And, you know, father's crying. We're crying. And father made it up the mountain. And I'm, it was ju- it was beautiful. And that's so symbolic, too, because... I mean, like, he didn't have to carry the book. Somebody else could have carried the book. But, like, the, like, or he could have taken something else out and handed it to him. But, like, right. so intentional, I guess, is better the word than symbolic. Yeah. It, it was, it's like, instead of just being, like, you can do this and you're going to do it, he's, like, here's a mass book. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It was. I never heard that story before. Really? I've heard a lot of your stories. I had not heard that one. Yeah, it was. It was really beautiful. It was really, really beautiful. That's really cool. Yeah. And even in my head, like I've been on a lot of trips and retreats and things like mission trips, and um, they're just so different. And the word retreat always was so ironic to me because it was such a long, like smashed in day that was like exhausting, you know, or a weekend that's like not a retreat. And I think... Our society is caught up in this hustle culture that we don't give ourselves. Even during quarantine, we were all locked in our houses and everybody learned how to like, you know, quilt and do puzzles, a thousand piece puzzles every day. <laughs> and like there was always something to do, watch all of Netflix or whatever. Like you don't give yourself the moments to, like you were saying, relax in, in the glen and watch deer flitter by. <laughs> So that's really cool to to actually go somewhere to experience God's presence without having to like help other people or work or 
listen to talks and you know what yeah. I mean? It's almost like a, a Martha Mary situation. Both are important. You know, we need, we need the mission trips because it's important f- right, to right, instill right. a sense of service um, in the teens and for them to feel um, that they can do good work, you know, with their own two hands. But at the same time, it's important for them to take those moments of peace and enjoy them for what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think having been on mission trips too, there, there's always that spiritual element to the, to the mission trips. And I think kind of what lends to the vulnerability that happens is everybody's so exhausted. Yeah. You know, you go to bed late, you wake up early, you work all day. There's always activity. There's no time for rest. And so it kind of wears on kids. And so it kind of breaks them down and they open up and it, and it is, it's beautiful in its own way and it's creates this bond in its own way. But a trip like this focuses more on, on resting with the Lord and it is work. Don't get me wrong. Of course. It was exhausting. I slept very well at night, even though I was in a tent, you know, sleeping on the ground because I was so tired, but there were so many moments of we're just kind of sitting around a campfire or we're, you know, chatting around camp and, you know, you could just kind of see it in the kids' faces here and then. They're just kind of looking around, just taking in the wonderment of where we are. Just to be present. Just to be present and to push them outside of their comfort zone. I'm so proud of all of the kids, of my fellow chaperone who I kind of told half truths to get him to agree to go. <laughs> Let's just say I did not tell him about the bathroom situation. I was I was wondering <laughs> if I should bring that up because I was like, you mentioned not showering, you mentioned <laughs> sleeping on the floor, but backcountry means no, yeah, there's no, <laughs> nope, no bathroom. And toilet paper? Uh, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> this is, if you... Don't want it here the next few minutes. Just go ahead and skip on through because it might be a little TMI. <clears throat> but if you're interested to know, this is how it works. So at base camp, we have what was called the Groover. And it was this like little bag <laughs> with a little fake toilet seat that you sat on and you could not pee in it. You could only do your other business in it. Otherwise, I get too soggy. Yeah, otherwise the bag would leak, which I for a girl is a lot harder than it sounds, right? Like, yes. <laughs> it's hard to separate the two functions. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I mean, I've had four children, so I, I think. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> so, and it's called the Groover because it, I guess it used to be when you, it used to just be a box. And when you sat on the box, it would give you grooves on your butt. <laughs> So they splurged for the model with the toilet. Yes. So, yeah. And I think we had toilet paper for that. Thank goodness. Um, And then there was like a system for like indicating, hey, there's somebody using the Groover. It's far away. And then it was like in a really nice location. It was like on this little um Well, yeah, they rock. have to relax you. Yeah, it was like out in this little this little rock that jutted out over the river. And it was just really beautiful. You could hear the river rushing. And it was great. It was really beautiful. But I like couldn't do it because I was just so stressed out. <laughs> so. And then what do you do with the bag? You just carry it around? 
No, the bag stayed there. I think the last day they like bagged it, bagged it, bagged it, bagged it, bagged it. Okay, but that's what I away. mean. Like, so if you're not the first person to use this, it's like yeah, it just sits there. It's like a porta potty. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Basically. Okay. Yep. Um, then for if you had to pee, like the guys went to the Groover area to go pee, but the girls we went up to this because it's a little harder for women to use bathroom outdoors. So we found this little rock and it had like a like a split in it. So and it was huge. It was more like a it was a boulder. It was really big, and it had this like a little walkway through it where you could stand and the rock covered was taller than your head. And we just went in there and used the bathroom. So you like, you did like a, a wall sit. If you, you know, you're yes, exercising, yeah, yeah. you sit against the wall. That's how, that's how I've you peed do. outside before. Yeah, that's how you did a little wall you sit. You know, now they make these little funnels. Should have taken a funnel. Didn't know that then. Well, now you know. Bring now I know. For next time. <laughs> that, then you could pee where the groover is. <laughs> um, but wait, remind me of the story of the rocks. What do you do with the rocks? Oh, no. Well, you said you were going to explain it. <laughs> I never had to do this, but they explained how it works. That if you are, if you needed to, while we were hiking the 14er and we were backpacking and you needed to, number two, uh, wiping with a leaf is actually a really horrible idea. Yeah. Because the leaf isn't strong enough. And it'll also, like, my aunt got poison ivy that way. Oh, my gosh. That sounds <laughs> absolutely horrible. That sounds horrible. That sounds horrible. So do not recommend using a leaf because it'll rip and then you get messy. So you're actually supposed to use, like, a smooth river rock. You have to go. Chip it off? No. You like, don't want to use, like, a... Like chip off your, you know, poop. <laughs> Well, you like go to the river and you find a nice smooth rock to use and you dig yourself a little cat hole. You go in the hole, you use a river rock and that's what I mean. You like scrape yep. the river rock on your, yep. on your butt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I might try it one day. I'll let you know. Maybe. I don't I was really adamant. I was like, I really don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. So you constipated yourself. <laughs> no. So we, there was a bathrooms when we went whitewater rafting. Oh, okay. And I remember walking into the bathroom where we had to change into our wetsuits and all of us were like, a toilet. <laughs> and all of us girls like didn't care. We like all went to the bathroom like at the same time in those bathrooms. And then I think there was another day where we... Maybe it was on our way to or from the backpacking that we like stopped at a coffee shop or something. And we were like, a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Did it like light up and was like, ah. <laughs> and I think, oh no, you know, at the base of the mountain where we backpacked, there was, you know, one of those like outhouses. So mm -hmm. it was just like a toilet, which is just a big hole in the right. ground. And again, it was like, you could tell when we all got back from backpacking that everybody like took a turn in the toilet. <laughs> Because we were like, ah, a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you appreciate the, oh, the little yeah. things, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, it was a real treat because on the way home, I was like, I'm getting us all Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. And we all got, like, a large fry, a Coke, a milkshake. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. It was great. It was great. It was so much fun. We just had a blast on the flight home, too. 
I think we had like a, a Southwest flight attendant who was just like a, she wasn't working. She was just flying some, somewhere and she was sitting in the back with us. <laughs> and she, uh, she was like, wow, you guys are just having too much fun. I love this. Like, who are you? Like, what group are you with? Are you together? Like, what, where are you from? And all that stuff. Cause we were just like chatting and laughing and we were having a blast on the plane ride home and normally I'm like a give me some Dramamine I will pass out for a flight oh really yeah because I get really motion sick so I have to take mm. Dramamine it usually kind of knocks me out but this flight we were just and Stranger Things the new season had just come out so some of us were like watching together on our phones that's fun <laughs> that's fun so did you notice a change in the kids can you talk about that a little bit oh yeah I mean you could just see their their confidence shifted not only in themselves and because there was an element of, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this, you know, and like tangled, I can't believe I did this. But also in their faith life, you know, you could see the kids really dive deep. And these, the kids that I took are the kids that really went running with it when we got back and had youth group. I mean, these kids were the kids that were coming every single week to youth group. They were the ones encouraging their peers to go to youth group you know, raving about this trip that we had gone on. And they really became kind of the peer leaders of the group. So it was really, you could really tell that the trip had changed something in them. And I think it, you know, I, I do these trips for the kids, but I think I also get so much oh, of out course. of it as well. And I could tell that there was a change in me. Like if I could hike up a mountain and almost slide off of it and be okay then like there's nothing that I can't do then the proverbial mountains in my life and at the time I went on this trip I was experiencing a lot of those really scary big what I thought were unclimbable mountains in my life at home like if I could do if I could do that I could do this yeah I could handle whatever was coming next in my life I remember when you came back and I did notice like a shift and I remember in the months following sometimes uh I don't know if you remember this but like you got a little down after you know like the up of the mountain and I remember you just saying I just have to find that girl on the mountain do you remember saying that I think I do and you said that to me a lot in those months following yeah well I my life went <laughs> it was definitely I feel like that was definitely a bookend of the end of something and the beginning of something yeah yeah because pretty pretty soon I think I, I like a month after I got back is when you know my ex-husband said I want to get divorced and I think that's part of the reason why I was like I have to find that girl on the mountain because I love her mm -hmm. I was really proud of her mm -hmm. I was proud of who I was when I was out there and I need to find that again because there was all these you know, traumatic things that, that go with getting divorced. And sure. We won't get into that today, but. Yeah, that's for another episode, guys. <laughs> but again, I mean, you could be facing very big, very real, very scary mountains in your life and feeling like, I, I don't know that I can climb this. And after having gone and climbed an actual mountain, and all of the difficulties that that came with between the exhaustion and you know sweating and your legs are burning and your lungs are burning and 
just how hard it is and to know I'm so proud of that girl who climbed the mountain and I want to be her. I, I want to be this woman that I am on the top of this mountain because I'm really proud of her and everything that she been she's done and accomplished. So having experienced that, I think really empowered me and reminded me of really that I can do all things through Christ, whether it's climbing actual mountain or facing the really difficult mountains in my own life. All that to say, this is the best trip I've ever been on. And I guess all that to say is that you're going again, right? Yes, we are. spots open, right? Yes, we are. Yes, we do. (laughs) Yeah, so we have uh, a couple spots left open. So we're going this summer. We're taking the same exact trip that we took a couple years ago. So we're going to Buena Vista, flying into Denver, camping, backpacking, rock climbing, rappelling, whitewater rafting, the whole nine yards. That's what we're doing this summer. And I'm so excited. So if you are one of Joanna's youth group teams. And you want to go. And you would like to go. Let me know. DM us at. (laughs) DM us at St. Stephen Youth Ministry. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That was a joke. But I guess it works. But Core Expeditions hosts these kind of camps for custom camps for all kinds of people. You could be a, a college Catholic campus ministry. You could be another youth group. I think they have a family ranch out in Wyoming Ooh, that, that you can go to as a family. Fun. I bet you guys would love it. I'll add so, it to our list. You should. They they offer so many wonderful things. So I, this isn't, this is a hashtag not sponsored, not an ad, whatever. I just, I really love. Well, it's a kind of an ad for I guess, your Yeah, for, for my own trip <laughs> that I'm taking. But you know, Corden asked me to say any of this. I just, I love this trip and I know how much it meant to me and to my kids. And so I want everyone to go because it was epic. If you have any more personal questions about how to use a restroom <laughs> while you're back country camping, DM us at an ordinary Catholic. Or if you've been on a trip like this before and something wild or life-changing happened to you, we want to know. We are praying for you guys. Please pray for us. And And we'll we'll see you in our prayers. prayers. And out in the backcountry. Maybe.